0: place. Denise was going to fill you in with some more information uh, towards the end, but welcome to church everybody. Uh, I put a thermal on this morning because we've got some, we've been blessed uh, as a church because we've got some new heat pumps in this uh, facility. So if you've been around for a little while, you know it gets a bit cold in the winter, but not this winter. Uh, but today I managed to get the timers going at four o'clock this morning expecting it to be really cold, but it's not really cold today. Uh, so, so I'm actually quite boiling this morning because I've got a thermal on too. So But welcome to church everybody. It is fantastic. Fantastic to see you. Uh, if it's your first time uh, to church here at England Christian Center, welcome. It's a privilege to have you with us. If it's your first time in a long time, we are super glad to see you. So happy to see you. This is uh, just amazing. So our kids, I know, uh, we might have a bit of noise coming from the kids' area today. They've got Super Sunday, all sorts of crazy things going on out there. Crazy but good, I should say, and safe, by the way, uh, out there today. Uh, they're going to have an amazing time there as well. want to draw your attention before we get into the message this morning. you See, in the foyer, uh, there's a table set up for a ministry called Launchpad, uh, which is about Bible and schools. If that's something that is just uh, pricking your interest right now, go and have a chat to the team afterwards. That would be so good out there. They would love to fill you with all the information that you need to know if you're interested in helping or supporting that ministry. And also, also we would maybe you're sitting here in church today and you're a singer or a musician. Uh, I said to, to Matt today that i would just give a little bit of a like, throw it out there and say, if you're a singer or musician we would love to have you on team if you've got that gift uh please uh, either fill out a connect card or or you could maybe uh, just have a chat to anyone up on stage here or down the back today we would love to get you connected and using your gift uh, and serving uh, serving the house of god here in this place as well practices are on thursday night maybe you just want to show up at thursday night seven o'clock that would be so good or you're a computer tech guy you love lights and you love all this kind of stuff, we would love to be able to help you to connect into church that way as well. What well, today, uh, today is, as you know, is, today is Back to Church Sunday and it's Super Sunday and, and May is a massive month. Uh, we, we've got all sorts of things planned and one of those things I want to let you know about really quickly is this coming Wednesday night, we have our first Heart and Soul Night for the year. That's going to be at 7.30 here. And that's a, that's a service or a time where we just kind of pull everything back a little bit. We relax a little bit more. We're going to take communion. Uh, we're going to hear a, a fantastic message from Pastor. Well, I was going to say Pastor. He is a pastor to our small groups. Uh, Peter Meyer is going to be preaching as well, bringing a message around, around miracles and about preparing for miracles. Because next Sunday is Miracle Sunday. We're going to go on a journey as a church. it um, wasn't, wasn't that awesome down here? Uh, amazing testimony of the goodness of God, about how God heals miracles here. They're alive and real. I believe God's got some miracles for each one of us. Uh, as we journey through. Okay, let's get into it. Let me pray. Father, Lord, we praise you for this day. Lord, I thank you for every family, every person, every child here in this place today. Lord, we're going to fill this, this whole facility, Father, and this, this whole city with the praises of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So today, Lord, I thank you that you're, you're here with us. Father, will you speak to us, Lord, the the thought, Father God, the download that you've got from us for us, Lord, the wisdom of heaven that you've got for each one here today. Lord, I pray that as you prepare our hearts right now, as we prepare our hearts, Lord, I pray it will be like great soil ready to receive amazing seed of the Word of God. So, Father, we praise you. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Well, I I, I don't know about you, but I I love going on holiday, right? Family holidays are just amazing. And and like most uh, most New Zealanders, probably through the Christmas holidays, we'll try and take a week or two off. Uh, You'll try and go to the beach, right? And if you're into camping and sleeping on the ground on like inflatable mattresses that go down every night without a shadow of a doubt or or if that's you I, I love holidays like that but I'm getting too old for lying on the ground now but um, but I, I I love holidays and it's, it's awesome to go to the beach and change the routine but but so often I'll say to Denise uh, with that two or three days before our holidays are, are finishing I'll, I'll say something like this to Denise man I can't wait to get in back in my own bed I can't wait to get back Like I love going on a holiday. I love being away, but I also love being home. There's something about the routine of being home. There's something about a comfortable bed that doesn't have grass in it. That's amazing as well. There's something about being in your own place where you've got a rhythm and you've got your routine that you just kind of jump back into. I, I must say, I'm going to put my hand up. Any other routine people here this morning? You like your routines? Yes, great. Yes, praise the Lord. We're, oh, fantastic. I'm not alone. But I, I, love, I love getting home. I've got this old truck in the garage, and I can go and have a couple of hours in the garage and fix it. I love my routine of Saturday mornings of fixing the truck or on Mondays. I, I love going down. the. We live in Tuakau. I love walking down my main street of Tuakau. There's a great bakery right down the very end that I visit frequently, uh, and, and it's, just I love my routines. I love getting back into uh, the rhythms of life, and, and, and today I've got a, a, it's quite a brief message, but on the rhythms of our faith, on the rhythms of getting back to church, my heart today is to invite you back into the rhythm of faith. So if this is your first Sunday back in church for a while, it is awesome to have you with us. Welcome back. If this is your first time in a long time, man, it's great to see the coffee is fantastic after the service. It's awesome to have you with us. Maybe this is your very first time in church. We are super stoked that you're here today. Welcome. It's fantastic to have you with us. And as I as I prepare for this message today, there's there's three different groups of people that were on my heart. Three different groups of people. So so we're gonna gonna have a conversation. I'm gonna speak to the the three different groups. And and you might find yourself in one of these groups. And 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 I pray that this message just, just encourages your heart. It encourages your heart. To be back and to to flourish in the rhythm of faith that God has for you in this next season. The first group I want to speak to today are, are those who, and we're going to call them the near. We're going to call these people the near. Now, this is a picture of my old dog. Uh, old dog. He used. To, he's not with us anymore. Spot. He's graduated somewhere, but he's not with us anymore. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's this is Spot, our dog, and we, he was like 14 years old. He has three quarter Bichon Frise uh, and a quarter Fox Terrier. The quarter Fox Terrier ruled his brain. Uh, he was he was basically uh, uh, yeah he was he was lovely, beautiful to look at, but a nightmare to live with. Uh, this dog, and and one of the things about this dog Spot was that his lovely. I, <laughs> His love language. <laughs> this dog had a love language of physical touch. It wasn't with your foot. It was just like with your hand. Every time you would sit on the couch to watch TV, this dog would jump up. He'd have to be sitting on you or be touching you. It's just one of those, those animals that would have to be touching you the whole time. You, you would go out to work or you'd go out to, to shops or whatever, and, and, and the dog would be going crazy there at the window. He's a jumper. He would bounce up and down like this, and you'd just see this little head in the window all the time. He would be bouncing, and you would come back. You'd only been out for an hour, uh, and you'd come back, and, and it was almost like you'd been away for three years. You were his favorite friend, and he was all over you. When we first got him, the very first week to, uh, because it's actually Denise's dog, by the way, I must say, Uh, but when we got this uh, got spot, I said, there's no way that this dog is sleeping on our bed. Lots of people have said that. (laughs) At least three or four days, it worked really well. Uh, when we, but this dog was going, he was whining all night and I said, just to get some sleep, let's put him on our bed and just see what, and sure enough, he went to sleep straight away. He didn't sleep down the end, he slept right in the middle, had to be touching you, uh, and sometimes he would have his head on our pillow, uh, you'd wake up during the middle of the night and say, darling, we haven't shaved, <laughs> but it was the dog. <laughs> he had to have physical touch, and, and it, was, it was the only way we could get him to sleep and. And the truth is, see, some of us here today, so maybe you're here today, and the best way to describe your walk with God uh, is to say that you are near to Him. You are close to Him. You're you're walking with Him. You're you're honoring Him. You're you're reading your Word of God. You're living. You're praying with with God, and you're, you're serving Him, and you're following Him in the closeness of a relationship. Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20, the Scriptures will come up on the screen there. It said this. To the end of the age. So Jesus was speaking to his disciples, those closest to him, those who were nearest to him. And what did he tell them to do? He says, go. He says to his disciples, go into all of the world. Make disciples in his name. And so if today, if you were to say, Daryl, yeah, I'm, that, that's me, I'm, I'm near to God. Can I say to you, to the near, God says, go. Go and make disciples. Now, my dad was, was my hero, and my, he, was, he showed me Sorry, what it was to love God. He took time and always to show me. I can remember giving my heart to the Lord at a joy time camp uh, it was a little kid, like a five and six old, well, I must have been six or seven years old. It was a it was a ho- like a holiday camp. And I remember coming home so excited, saying, Dad, I gave my heart to the Lord. And, and from that point on, I could see he, he was he showed me what it was to be a follower of Jesus Christ. He, he showed me what it was to, you know, to to have a Bible and to, to read these bits here. And he showed me what how important the, the importance of of having a communication, having a relationship with God, taught me how to pray. One of the greatest things I think that he, he taught me what to do was to, was to be able to, to hear what God is saying to us, what God is saying to me. I was just a little fellow. And, and really, if we, uh, today, what, what he was really doing, he was discipling me. He was, like, he was saying, like this is what you do. This is what a follower of Jesus Christ does. I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you how to do it. Now do it. Now, go for it. And, and I just think there's people in this room here, and you're like a spiritual mum and you're a spiritual dad. And discipleship is showing others what God has done in your life and what it is to walk in this world as a follower of Jesus Christ. I think there's many people in here uh, that you, you, when you look around this congregation, maybe you see young families and, and you know what it's like to be a young family and to come alongside the, uh, a young family and, and help them with their parenting, to be able to pray for them, to be able to encourage them, to be able to replicate what God has done in your life. It's called discipleship. Denise said this phrase uh, to me this morning, you know, uh, and, and I'm probably going to mess it up, but it, it takes a village to raise a, a child. Well, I, I think here in this family, it takes a village to raise us all. And can I say, if you've got something in your heart uh, right now and you're feeling quite stirred about being a spiritual mum or a spiritual dad to others, to young people, to our, to our children, can I say, say, it's time now, if you're near to God and that's something that's stirring in your heart, it's time to go. Uh, as, as a church, we have programs and we have all sorts of different courses to help facilitate these kind of uh, things in people's hearts and lives, but this is beyond the program. This, I believe it's the call of God on all of those who are near to God. He says, go. See, in a world journeying out of COVID right now, as people return to church and as people that maybe you've been watching online and first time back in the building, uh, as lost people come to know Jesus Christ, it's to those who are near to God, can I ask you to, to look at your life and ask, who am I journeying with? Who am I investing into? Who am I giving my life to grow? Now, the second group of people that that I I want to talk to today is, is this, and we're going to call these people the fallen. The second group of people are fallen. Many of you might not know this about me, but in my early 20s, I had a rugby career. of two and a half games, (laughs) playing for the Frankton team in Hamilton, I never scored a try, but I broke my leg, (laughs) and after, thank you darling, (laughs) rugby career might have been a little bit much but there we go. But I went back playing rugby in the second game and second game and I broke my leg and and I, one of the parts about playing rugby that I always never ever enjoyed was when you lost a game on the weekend and you would get to the dressing rooms that practice the next week and the coach would line you all up. And there would be all sorts of different kinds of encouragement coming out of a dressing room to the players about, but, but essentially as he would wind up and kind of people would come to the end of what had happened and how we'd lost he would say now it's time to get up because we've got another game this week if you stay down you will continually be down you will get crushed you will never get up but it's time to get up again and keep going To the fallen. Can I say to get up? It's time to get up again. See, for some of you here today, you've been following God, but you're no longer near to him. You you, you love God and you want to follow him, but you're trying. But the truth is, is that you have fallen. Maybe life has knocked you down. Maybe disappointment has knocked you down. Maybe offense has knocked you down. Maybe you've fallen in in disobedience or or sin. Maybe you've fallen back into old ways of living. Maybe you've fallen into bad habits or bad ways. Maybe you've been hurt or offended by church in this past season. Maybe you've been disappointed by leadership and by pastors in this past couple of years the season that we've all been in you know it's in the seasons of pain that that we do two things or we have a choice of two things that we do in season of a pain we can take it to the cross of Jesus Christ or we can get cross we can take it our pain to the cross, or we can get cross. We get grumpy, we get angry, we get disillusioned, we get discouraged, and it 's painful and if you 're here today and you 've just been hurt or you 're carrying pain from from church or from this church or from leadership or decisions that have been made from from myself, I am so, so sorry that you are carrying pain. I'm so, so sorry that you've been hurt. But it's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to take your pain to the cross. This cross, not the grumpy cross. You don't have to carry it anymore. It's not living life, being grumpy and angry and frustrated and disillusioned and isolating yourself. Come on, everyone. Dressing room. Coaches talking. Come on, it's time to get up. It's it's time to seek forgiveness. It's time to, 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 to seek healing. It's time to seek restoration. It's time because there's another day tomorrow. God's got more from you. Don't camp here. Don't stay fallen. It's time to get up. To all those who are fallen, can I say, get up today in a nice pastoral voice. Get up. Yes. <laughs> Proverbs 24 verse 16. Proverbs 24 16 says, The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Our God, it's like the personal trainer. It's like the personal trainer now. Hear me to the personal trainer when you're doing exercises. You're on the ground. You're doing press ups or whatever it is, and then they'll yell at you and say, "Get up!" <laughs> and you've got to move on to something else. And, and then they'll say, "Get going!" And then the, as you're doing all sorts of exercises, and all, they'll, they'll continue, "Get up off the ground. It's time to get up." Guilt and shame. And condemnation may tell you that you've failed and you've fallen and that your hurt will tell you to give up. Don't give up. Grace tells us, the grace that God offers us, he gives us. Grace says, get up and go again. Because my Bible tells me in Romans 8, hold on to this scripture, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So don't give up, get up, don't shut up, stand up, don't shrink back, walk forward. It's time Maybe it's time today just to deal with some things and move forward. It's time to get up. Philippians, Philippians 3, verse 12 to 13. It says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Now, dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul talking. I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, to the fallen today. If that's you, come on, time, get up, start moving again with God. Move forward with God. Band, you could come quietly. That would be great. The third and final group is—is this—is the last group of people that we're going to talk to today. Is those who are far. I believe in the season that we've come through, that we've been in. There's the near, the fallen. And then there's a group of people called the farm. We have an amazing, I have an amazing boss and Pastor Steve Green from our botany campuses. Uh, you, many of you guys all, all know him. He's been here preaching a few times. But he has two boys and he tells this amazing story of his two boys. And uh, one day he was at the office at the, at the facility and it was time to go home and he found one of his boys, his, his youngest boy. and. Uh, and, and said, come on, let's jump in the car. We need to go home. And, and he was looking for his oldest boy and just couldn't find him. It's a big facility, a big building, and, and there's lots of people around. So, so he goes looking for him. He does the, the round uh, of, the, of the building. He can't find his oldest boy, Judah. And, and, and after 10 minutes, he starts to get just a little bit anxious, like, like where where's he gone? Where's, where's this boy? Where, it's time to go. So he starts asking some of the team and the staff, have you seen him? Where is he? They can't find him at all. And half an hour goes by. As a parent, that's a long half an hour, right? And he's looking and he's searching and, and they can't find him. 45 minutes goes by and he's starting to really panic now uh, about where this, his oldest boy is. And, and so he gets his youngest boy and puts him in the office. He says, wait here, I'll be back for you. And he leaves him to go and have to try and find, to turn up every cupboard, every door to try and find this boy. If you know the botany site, you'll, there's a, they've got a separate uh, building called a, a chapel. It's a smaller auditorium and, and it has these doors where, where it's, it just has a glass window uh, on the front half of it. And as Pastor Steve is walking past these doors, he just sees this little blonde head. <laughs> Tears streaming down his face. And, and what had happened is the people that lock up the building didn't realize he was in, them. they locked the doors. He was locked in the chapel, going out of his mind, wanting to be found. He was a bit of a mess and Pastor Steve saw him and, and obviously he ran to him, unlocked the doors, great man, you said Dad, I didn't, never thought you were going to find me. Every dad would say this, son, I would, son or daughter, I would keep looking if it took me a million years to find you, but I will find you. So to the far this morning. the thing is this. Pastor Steve had two boys. He couldn't find one. 50% is not a bad rate, really, is it? Uh, you know, you get you get you get degrees, you can get C's get degrees. Um, you know, 50% is quite a pass mark for for uh, you know a lot of exams these days, you know. Hey, you've still got one, that's okay. He never once thought one is enough. Jesus tells us this parable about a lost sheep in Matthew 18. He said this, If a man has a hundred sheep and one wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it than more over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, hear this. It is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of you should be lost. See, God leaves 99 to go and search for the one who is lost. To those who are far from God today, can I tell you, can I tell you that I, I need you to know that God is searching for you like you're the one sheep. Uh, that He will always search for you. He will, always, he will never stop searching and looking for you until you are found. So to the far today, can I humbly say, gently say, it's time to come back to, to the far. Come back. Come back. He made you. He loves you. He's got incredible plans for you. He died for you on a cross so that you could come back. Him. Why don't we pray right now? Can I can I invite everyone to close your eyes and bow your heads? And maybe you're in one of those groups today. And and as we've kind. Of, had this message this morning. Something has really touched your heart, and, and and you you know that God's speaking to you. When you kind of feel your your heart beating, or you you've got those thoughts and impressions in your mind, God's speaking to you right now. Like, oh, what about this? Can I say today is? Maybe the word today is just it's time, everybody. Wherever you are, it, it's time. step closer. It's time to to go, to reach out to others. It's it's time to come back. And if you're far from from God right now, we're going to close in about the next five minutes. I wanna tell you the the good news of Jesus Christ because it's the reason why he came to search for us and look for us. It's what he's, he's offering here, life and life abundance. The good news of the gospel is this, is that God sent his one and only son to this earth. His name was Jesus to die on a cross for you and I because we had mucked up our sin, our our stuff, our our baggage. It keeps us from knowing, uh, having a relationship with God. It's like a big valley in between us and God. But God built a bridge uh, through his son Jesus that you and I could cross over to know what it is to be free from our sin. To know what it is to have the assurance of eternal life with God in heaven. So here's the first step. The first step is is simply this is saying yes to Jesus, giving your life to Jesus. I'm gonna pray a real simple prayer right now. If you're here today and you're saying, Daryl, I'm I'm far away from God, I don't know who He is, but something is challenging me right now to take this step. I'm gonna pray a real simple prayer. A real simple prayer. If that's you, you want to say yes to Jesus, can I invite you just in the silence of your heart to pray this prayer. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. I thank you that you came to give me life and life abundantly. Thank you for paying the price for me. I believe you died on a cross and rose again so I might live. So Jesus, today, I step over this line and make the decision to surrender my life into your hands. In Jesus' name not gonna embarrass anybody, not gonna pull anybody out, but I'd love to know who, who I can pray for right now. And if you just said yes to Jesus right now, and just why no one's looking around, I'm gonna count to three, and on three, if that was you, uh, it's just you simply lift your hand up and down so I can see, because I'd love to be able to pray with you. And to celebrate what God is doing. So on the count of three, if you said yes to Jesus, lift your hand on three, one, two, three, lift